stats versus facts. A stats versus facts. A you know where we at on the stats versus facts. Yeah, my boy, hello black, you black. Stats versus facts. And you might get smacked by these stats versus facts. A welcome to stats versus facts. Episode number 39, it's your boy Marsh, and today, standing in for the guys, I got my man Greg, what's going on, bro? It's your boy right here. Yes, sir, yes, sir, chilling, standing in for the guys, appreciate you being here with us today, man. Uh, got a lot of cool things to talk about, man. Uh, NBA playoffs are here, going wild, uh, some NFL news. And some college news, uh, football, and future of college sports. So, but and let's get into some of this NBA <clears throat> going on right now. So, matching up, we have uh, starting at the one eight matchup on the Western Conference side: the Lakers versus the uh, Blazers. And the Lakers took game tonight to go up two to one on the Blazers. Um, right now, the Lakers look good, man. What I mean, give me your thoughts on that, Greg. What you think of the series so far? I would say coming into the bubble, Lakers weren't exactly clicking on all cylinders. They were working out their kinks. They're trying to get back in the flow. They were struggling with their shooting, stuff like that. So, naturally, Portland comes in. Everybody's cheering for them to make the AC. Dame time, everything, everything's lining up. Everybody feels that Portland, that 1-8 matchup with Portland, that they're going to have, you know, they're going to put Lakers to the test. And I think at first the Lakers were a little shaky, but now I think they've got control of the series. They're getting back into, you know, playoff mode, and I think LeBron's, going to start clicking and the shooting's going to come around and they're going to be too much for Portland. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think that um, the Lakers started off slow. Uh, LeBron definitely started off slow. Now he's clicking on offense. He was more aggressive. The Lakers' defense turned up. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, they're kind of, they're throwing more of a double at Lillard, even though Lillard still had, you know, 34 points tonight and he did well. The rest of the team was just, they weren't there. They weren't on, you know. Gary Trent Jr. still hit some shots, but, you know, he wasn't as effective as he has been. Um, you know, it's it's the Lakers series, in my opinion, to lose. I think that they will go on to probably win this in five or six games. So... Um, you know, yeah, I think we get one more game time, 50-point game, mm-hmm. and kind of uh, win by Portland. But I think pretty much the Lakers are going to put, uh, put a stranglehold on the series and take it. I agree. <clears throat> I agree with that. So <clears throat> moving over to the Eastern Conference, we have the Bucks, uh, 1-8 against the, the Bucks and the Magic. We have the Magic win the first game, surprisingly, in the you know, Giannis was doing his thing. He's really been doing this thing the whole series. Um, second game, uh, Bucks got a little bit more breathing room. And this third game, they've really, you know, come back in the form. Giannis hitting some three-pointers. Uh, Middleton finally woke up. We don't know where the heck he's been. And he could be playing <laughs> better, too. Um, you know, got another 
little bit of trib contribute from uh, Matthews and Lopez and DiVincenzo. So they're looking like they have this series um, in handle. But uh, what do you think, Greg? Yeah, the Magic came out swinging that first game, right? Yeah, bitch, you know, went into all-star mode, just start raining and just taking, destroying the Bucks. And you were a little worried. You know, I was looking at the Bucks defense, and I was a little worried about them coming into the playoffs. And the, like, yeah. they didn't seem like they were dominant enough. And then, obviously, you mentioned Middleton. He just fell off. Like, he was non-existent for a while. Yeah. And that's always been but, my concern about um, the – Bucks winning a championship is him. You know he's supposed to be the second option, but it's just like, bro, I, he's a to me he's a weak second option. I mean, he's a great player. You would ideally you would want him to be the third, probably best player on a championship team. That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's all the pieces around Giannis that are going to have to step up if they have a chance to win the championships. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be Brooke Lopez. Um, Middleton, Eric Bledsoe, yeah, what is Chendo's going to do off the bench? Mm-hmm. It's it's all going to be the pieces Clover. around. I mean, obviously, Giannis stepped up big time after that first uh, game loss. He took it personally. You can see it that he just become like a, a, a even higher level. Right. I mean, he's playing. Yeah, he's been he's been playing well all series. You know what I mean? So like, I've yeah. never I've never been worried about Giannis ever. But yeah. You know. But you can see it took him. It, 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 he felt a type of way about losing that first game. I agree. I like agree. He, and you want to see that from your your best player, you know, when you you know you get hit right real quick with a, a you know a punch and you're like stunned a little bit. You want to see your leader and your best player to come out and you know lead and destroy another team like that. Right. I agree. So uh, this one should probably go five. I think though. Though. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I definitely done. But um, good swinging magic, though. Good swinging. Right. I mean, the magic did this last year. Uh, went up one zero against the Raptors, and then got destroyed. Yeah. And the Raptors ended up winning the championship. So will that be the same thing for the Bucks? We will see. But yeah, no Aaron Gordon, no Isaac. Yeah, it's, right. it's a wrap. Yep. But um, I will say for the Magic, and he doesn't get enough praise to me, but. Nikola Vucevic is a top five center. Ooh, hot take, hot take. Hot take. Nikola Vucevic is a top five what center. What number? On one top five, what number? I put him at five. All right. I put him at five. I, I put him behind, uh, obviously, Towns. Ooh. Uh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, t- Towns, is, Towns is solid, bro. Shout out to our boy Norby. <laughs> right. Uh, I put him behind. Mm. I put him behind. Ooh. Guess I put him behind Gobert. I, I put him behind Jokic. I put him behind Nurkic. This is in no order. But I'm saying I put those guys ahead of him. And I feel like I'm missing a guy. Embiid, where's Embiid? Oh, Embiid. There you go. Yep. Yep, Embiid's my other guy. Um, and a, you're counting AD as a power forward, right? Correct. I'm counting AD as a power forward. I'm strictly talking center. Uh, okay. Now, I could put in, you know, a BAM or a Sabonis 
Ooh, Bam, yeah. Bam, Bam. I don't think Bam has gotten there yet as well. As good as he is, he doesn't have a three-point. Vucevic has a three-point shot. Like, that's that's tough, man. That, that really, really is tough. Um, Bam versatility and defense, though. It is, but Vucevic has some defense, too, though, especially guarding you know, the bigger the bigger man. And, um, so... And he, he's just been solid. I mean, Bam has been solid all year, too. Vucevic just plays for a bad team. So, Ooh, and Sabonis is nice, too. Sabonis is nice, too. Uh, he plays for a better team, too. Uh, if you had Vucevic, yeah. I think if you had Vucevic on the Pacers, I think they'd be a better team, slightly. Hmm. I honestly so? do. I honestly do think they would be a better team, slightly. Like, Vucevic is nice, man. He, he's just... he's. He's in one of those teams that they call purgatory. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know? So. But, um. Uh, I'll, I'll remember this Vucic. I remember his. Yeah. I'll be looking for him. Yeah, man. So, um, but staying in the East, uh, the 2-7 matchup between the Toronto Raptors and the Brooklyn Nets. Um, at least Brooklyn put in a little bit of fight in the first game two games, you know, even though they got blown out in the first game pretty bad. Um, actually, they, they kind of put, they kind of put a little bit of fight in game three. That one is, that, that one took the Raptors a little bit more down the stretch, but, um, and they had to come back in that first game, um, you know, but down 3-0, they're without so many people, you know, no KD, yeah. Kyrie, you know, they're, they're out with, without a slew of guys, so they're going to get swept. Um, I don't know if you want to add anything to that. Super impressed with their their, you know, they're going hard. You know, they are. They came. They basically came with a G League team. Yep. Outside of Levert now. Yeah, Karis Levert showed up big time. Like, you know, you, he just shows you how great of a player he is. I, I like the thing I will say about him. Not to cut you off, is I like that he's shown he's versatile. He's a he can be a passer as well as a scorer. They're gonna need that. Yeah. When KD and Kyrie come back and take most of the make most of the shots, along with Dinwiddie, Levert can step back and be that passer. So Brooklyn's got a bright future, man. Like my early. So, Go ahead. So do you think they keep uh, Levert and Spencer Dinwiddie? Because the, the rumors are that they're looking to trade them for possibly a third star. What is your thoughts on that? Right, I've heard that. I say that you keep them. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, because you can bring them off the bench with guys that they already have on the team too. You know, you can get rid of uh, what's his name, Cabaret, uh, Cab- Luke. Oh, Timothy. Timothy uh, Luawu Cabaret. Yeah. I, I mean, he's shown some. He can play a little bit, but mm-hmm. you know, do you want him? If you, okay, my thing is, if you trade Levert. And then when he, that means you have confidence of him coming off the bench and being that guy off the bench that they can really rely upon. I say keep Dinwiddie and Levert mm-hmm. and make a run at it to win a championship. And then also keep Cabaret, uh, you know, get rid of Joe Harris, though. He's a free agent. I don't know what's going to happen with him. He's obviously going to get paid a lot more than right. he was making. I don't know if they... They said uh, I think I think the GM came out and said that he's a top priority that they want to resign, but well, I don't know how the money's going to work and stuff like that. So true. And then you have Jamal Crawford, who I'm hoping they resign. Uh, Michael Beasley, that they could possibly also sign since he is friends with KD. 
Um, Oh, be easy. You know, and, and, and DeAndre Jordan is there too, which still doesn't really make sense to me, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, he just, I think he's tied with KD. Right, so. That's kind of why, that's why the Knicks signed him event, uh, in the beginning to try to right. lure KD. KD to the Knicks. Yeah. But DeAndre's like, nah, don't come here. <laughs> right. Come here. So, um, I think that, uh, Next year, if Katie comes back and he's healthy and Kyrie, you know, does well, they mesh. That's the finals team. That's it's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, obviously, Kyrie is Kyrie. You know. Yeah. You don't know if he's what you're going to get with. I mean, obviously, you know what he can do on the court. Right. You obviously worry about his leadership and his ability to play with others. Right. A little bit. <clears throat> yeah. So. But that series is definitely over. And out in the West, the 2-7 matchup between the Clippers and the Mavs, that one is very, very interesting. It's hard fought. Clippers are up 2-1 right now. Very hard fought. Hard fought. However, it could take a turn for the worse if Luka is unable to play you know, in the rest of the series or if he's definitely under 100%, which I'm sure he will be. Thoughts on it? Yeah, obviously, going into the series, you think Clippers, defense, multiple wing defenders, they're going to put the clamps on Dallas. It's going to be a, uh, They might win one game, be easy, easy series for them. Luka came out and could not be guarded by yeah. anybody. He was blowing by every defender that the Clippers had, and mm-hmm. he was getting in the lane and distributing or scoring, like, at will. Yep. And so they're they're just they Clippers had no answer for him like they could not they've been they were lucky with the Porzingis ejection yep and then the, now they're getting a little lucky with uh, Luca's ankles ankle injuries right because Paul George Mister Playoff P has not been pandemic playing P well. yeah he he's <laughs> not been playing well uh, it was funny on Inside the NBA last night. Chuck was like, he need to get rid of that name, Playoff P, if he's not playing well. He said, you don't see people out here calling me Championship Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Good old Charles. That was funny. But, yeah, Paul George needs to step it up, man. Like, I know he's... What do you think? Is his shoulder again or what? <laughs> he just... I just think he's just slump. off. He's in a bad slump. It's a bad time to come in a slump. <laughs> I agree. Um, you know... Also, having Patrick Beverly, <clears throat> excuse me, being hurt doesn't help. And you lose some defense intensity. But I will say that Shamit really stepped up for them last game, which was a yeah. surprise. Uh, but he really did well. And Morris has been playing better. Morris has been playing a lot better. He was a question mark that I thought needed to come off the bench in order for them to really get production. But he started finding his stroke and stepping up since Paul George is missing. So, um you know, they'll. I think they'll escape uh, maybe five games now. If Luka does come back and he's able to at least, you know, do some things, it may end up being six games. But I'm thinking it may it may be five games now. But hard five games, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Their their offense is legit. Luka's <laughs> legit. They're gonna have a bright future if they can get another piece. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, moving to the three six matchup in the West, uh, we have the Denver Nuggets at number three against the Utah Jazz at number six. 
I think this has to be probably the most surprising series for me <clears throat> because the Utah Jazz are just shooting the heck out of that ball. Yeah. And Donovan Mitchell is ascending right before our eyes. Like, we knew he was good, but my gosh, he is playing lights out right now. Like, for real. Like, nobody on nobody on Denver can guard him at all. At all, and you know they're they're already without uh, Bogdanovich, you know who's really they're probably their best best shooter. So to have Mitchell doing what he's doing, uh, Gobert last game is finally being the center that he needs to be and dominating. <clears throat> like that's what he needs to do every single game. Um, they have O'Neal hitting threes, Niang's off the bench hitting threes, Jordan Clarkson is playing his tail off. Mike Conley came back and dropped 27, 6 of 7, three-pointers. When, when has Mike Conley been a three-point shooter? Like, came seriously. off just, just in everything. Yeah, like <laughs> Mike Conley has never been a three-point shooter like that. If he was, Memphis would have probably at least gone to a finals. If yeah, he, he always like was good. He was always a great defender, a good point guard that can run a team. Yeah. It just he had that trouble with three pointer a little bit. Yeah, that was always there, you know, Achilles heel, honestly. But yeah. um, you know, he's finding his stroke. He's worked on it. So you know, by the way he's shooting and the way they're they're playing and and defensively playing well too, Denver just doesn't have any answer. Like Jokic looks bad. I mean, I know he's getting some points, but he, he just doesn't look good. Murray after that first game hasn't looked good. Uh, you know, uh, Grant. And Morris is doing okay. Um, really, their only bright spot is Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. is showing out. However, he's a little slow on defense. He's a yeah, little yeah, slow yeah. on the defensive side, as we noticed. So they'll have a chance to, you know, do something, or else they're gonna fall down three to one and might end up losing. They look pretty the dejected after their last game, to be honest. With you. <laughs> they really, really did. They look bad, um, but. As I, I will say, I've said on Twitter, I've said to many other people, they need to play ball ball. Give the man a chance. Free ball ball, free ball ball. Free ball ball. He's seven foot two. Mm-hmm. He's long, athletic. Like it, at least he's gonna get you some steals and some blocks on some of these guards that try to shoot over him. Like I know Kyle Kuzma gamed him, but Kyle Kuzma's not actually you know, not a small guy. You know what I mean? Like he had to get that he barely got that over him, so Play Bobo, man. And you're going to get a couple shots from him, too. You know? Let him let him go. But moving to the East, 3-6 matchup, Celtics versus Sixers. My my uh, finals, original finals pick until Ben Simmons got hurt. Um, now the Sixers, just they just don't have it. And Bede's playing like a monster, but talent around him is just not there. Um, yeah, unfortunately... Uh... Ben Simmons obviously is a great defender. You would love to see him out there challenging, you know, switching on Tatum and picking rolls and I'm stuff around. like that on the switches. Yep. Offensively, you know, you know what Ben Simmons offers you. Yeah. Great. Not a lot, but great facilitator. That, but He's a great facilitator. Yeah, it's just their team's really wonky. They don't have a lot of a lot of scoring, a lot of shooting on their squad. Yeah, T- Tobias Harris, I'm very disappointed in. I was expecting him to make the next step, but he just never been able to do it yeah he's your best third or fourth option on a, a really good team yeah i can see that you don't want him to be a two a second option on a team yeah if he was a three th- third option or fourth option then you're like okay yeah you feel better yeah i agree 
But um, they messed up. I mean, they should have signed. They should have kept JJ Reddick. They should have kept Butler. Yeah. Yeah. Signing Horford and Harris just to these mega deals. Okay. It really set back their their team. It did. So they'll probably get swept. I mean, Embiid's gonna go out there and play hard, but you know. What do you think they do? Do you think they break them up after the season or run it back? <clears throat> it's a good question. Because it's like, for Ben Simmons, you need to shoot a damn jump shot, bro. It's not that hard. Start shooting jump shots. If you miss, so what? Like, get yourself into the habit of doing that. You're an NBA player. You're, you're really the void of a superstar uh, because of your lack of jump shooting. Like, you need to start doing it, man. So, yeah, that's pretty frustrating. It really, really is. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, you know, at this point, I'm just like, man, maybe you, maybe you do have to break it up. I, I'm going to say no just because of what Ben Simmons brings to you on the offensive side, especially as a mm-hmm. point guard. But you're going to have to shake up that roster, that's for sure. Um, definitely could have used Trey Burke right now. It was dumb letting him go. Yeah, they need shooters and playmakers around them. Yeah. Dumb letting Trey Burke go. But I like Milton. He he can grow. Um, Josh Richardson, eh, you may want to let him go. To Tobias Harris, I would let go, but they just gave him all that money, so I doubt that they will. That contract is crazy. Like, in his last two years, I was looking at it, he makes like 38 and 40 million. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oof. Ridiculous. You're making more than John Wall is. I mean, I know John Wall was hurt, but damn, you know John Wall better than him. <laughs> yeah. So. Jesus. But, um,. Yeah, so that's how that series is going to go. On the Celtics side, just so I mentioned, Tatum had a rough game last game. He was out, um, you know, due to foul trouble, which could be his Achilles heel moving forward. But Brown and uh, Walker stepped up. Tice had a decent game. Marcus Smart is always a defensive wizard. Um, You know, Wanamaker came up hitting a couple of shots too. Um, it, it will hurt them not having Hayward. Hopefully, you can get him back for the next series because he will, he can contribute. But um, for this series, Boston's okay. <laughs> Hayward needs to go out of Boston, man. He has no luck there. Yeah, for real. His career just went crazy after he went to Boston. Yep. <clears throat> so, uh, but the final two series. Um, least the, the last one in the east uh miami against the pacers uh four versus five uh tj warren has human <laughs> miami has turned him into he, uh human again back to tj warren no more michael jordan right but tj warren is still a decent player but oh for sure jimmy butler's defense and clamps and clutchness because jimmy butler has hit some clutch shots down the stretch um along with miami's balanced scoring uh, Robinson, Hero, Bam, uh, Iguodala a little bit off the bench with Crowder, like, and Olenek, they're they're pretty balanced. Um, Shout so, out to my guy, the Dragon, Dragic. <laughs> right, playing really Coming well. Out. Playing really well. Um, not having Sabonis hurts uh, the the Pacers. Oladipo's still kind of get back into it. Brogdon's playing okay, uh, but they just don't have enough. To, to stop Miami in this series. And I wasn't really expecting a sweep. I thought this one would at least be maybe 2-1 right now. I didn't think it would be 3-0. But if Miami indeed does sweep the Pacers, that's that's big. Yeah. The, like you said, the Pacers just don't have enough. No. 
once they once they stopped TJ Warren, there was really nowhere else to go for them. Oladipo is still not Oladipo, right? And then Sabonis obviously gone. So right, I like the way Justin Holiday has played though. He's played okay. Yeah, Justin Holiday's always been good off the bench. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. You expect more from Brogdon too, though. He, he, he he's going to make. He played if good. He's though. making twenty million. He, he played good though. He dropped thirty four today. Or yeah, was it today? Yeah, he dropped thirty four today. So, but uh, moving to the other four or five matchup, which is the Rockets against the Thunder. Uh, the Thunder won today uh, to come back. Now only down two one in the series, where it looked like Houston was probably going to win down the stretch. They made some mistakes, and I had said it earlier. I tweeted out that you know Harden needs to continue to move the ball because he tried playing too much one-on-one and he wasn't hitting three-pointers. I said, you do this, you're putting your team in a tight spot down the stretch where you haven't been hitting shots. And that's exactly what happened. And he ended up fouling out in overtime. And they just completely got blown out. Uh, You know, also not having Westbrook. So, um, definitely... Some things to look at for the Rockets. I'm not saying OKC can get back into the series because I don't think that they can. Um, I'd say probably 4-1, maybe 4-2, but I'd be surprised if it was 4-2. Yeah, it looked, it looked early on the first two games that the Rockets just had too much firepower for the Thunder. And surprisingly, the Rockets' defense was really clamping down yeah. on the Thunder. It was I was surprised to see the Thunder's offense really be out of sorts and struggling to get good shots yeah. for themselves. Yeah. But they squeaked one out today. and um, yeah. But like you said, I think it's just one of those times where the Rockets have a, a bad game and the other team is able to win. But ultimately, I think they'll have the series. I do too. Uh, <clears throat> one thing I want to mention for the Thunder is that they have a guy – who can kind of match up with Harden and Dort. I know he's young. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's Dort. playing well. The problem with him is the same problem that they've had with Roberson is that he can't shoot. He can't shoot threes. Yeah. If he could shoot threes, they could leave him out there, and the Thunder, I would give the Thunder a chance to get back into the series, but DeBroy can't shoot. Yeah, imagine if Ro- Roberson back in the day could shoot a three. Yeah. He was legit on defense and just yeah. never could shoot that three. Yeah. You know, like, like I understand if it's rimming it out, but airballing a three or hitting the side of the backboard, like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oof. Yeah. So. But Dort's been playing good D on Harden. He's big enough mm-hmm. to, to, to you know, uh, Harden can't use his body and strength against them, and he's quick enough to cut them off. So. Right. He'll be, if he can get his shot down, He'll definitely be there uh, for the Thunder in the future. Okay, he's got some good pieces. Dort, Baisley, yeah, um, obviously Shea Gildress. Yep, uh, I they think got some keep, good young pieces. I think you keep CP3 honestly because he's he still he still has some fight in him. I want to see what they do. I, honestly, as a fan of of basketball, I want to see them obviously try to get better with all their picks and stuff right. that they got. Um, but you obviously could tell that. You could also see a scenario where they just break it all up and true, te- and just blow it up. So sure. it'll be interesting what they see what they do in the off season. Absolutely, absolutely. So well, we gave a rundown of the playoffs uh, going forward. Uh, so we'll see how these series end up. Uh, you know, we'll keep you updated on the next one. But we'll take a quick break and we will be right back. So check out this song we got for y'all. 
to you right now You know, baby I'm so confused tonight Yeah And we are back Y'all just heard Dusty Number no. 5 by Taku Check him out from his D-U-S-T-Y Dusty uh, Volume 1 Cool little jam, man Cool little jam He's got a nice little album there With some throwback songs for sure <clears throat> Motown, man But, um I want to get back into the NBA real quick. Uh, draft lottery just passed, and originally, um, you know, the teams with the greatest odds of getting the number one overall pick, uh, you know, Minnesota or uh, Golden State, Cleveland, Minnesota, um, you know, were the top three. Then you had Atlanta, Detroit, New York, Chicago, Charlotte, Washington, Phoenix. San Antonio, Sacramento, New Orleans, and Memphis. Well, that all didn't play out the way they thought it was going to. We had some uh, really, uh, shall I say, different results. And it makes it very, very interesting moving forward. So... Let me read y'all the results movement, you know, that we had uh, from this draft. So, excuse me. At the number 14 pick, uh, we had Memphis, which their pick actually goes to the Celtics. So the Celtics will pick 14. Pelicans will pick 13. Kings will pick 12. Spurs 11. Phoenix 10. Right now, you know... Lining up the way the odds played out so far. Uh, Wizards 9. Now here's where it gets interesting. The Knicks dropped to 8 from 6 to 8. So that's the first switch. And then Detroit dropped to 7. The Hawks dropped to 6. And the Cavs dropped out of the top 3 to 5. So, already you have the Bulls and Charlotte move up into that th- that top four. So, that's big already. The Knicks, again, got screwed. <laughs> like It wasn't as bad as people make. I mean, obviously, it's the Knicks. You like to make fun of them. Like, they're, they're cursed, obviously. Everything goes wrong for them. But their odds were, like, the sixth pick. They had some good odds for the eighth pick. It wasn't. I, it was it was fun to make fun of, but it wasn't like super egregious where I thought it was like out of control. True, but still, like I think a lot of people... I saw I saw Nick fans saying, "Oh, we thought we were get the number one." I was like, "Your eyes weren't good for the number one pick." Like, yeah, their eyes weren't. They had a nine percent chance to get the number one pick, but still, yeah. I think they wanted to at least get in the top three to get a wise man Edwards or even Lamelo to to change everything around for them. But that didn't happen. Yeah. So now. They're going to have to settle for the eighth pick. Which still should be a good player, but I don't know if it'll be a transcendent player like that. But into the top uh, four, the Bulls ended up getting the fourth pick. The Hornets ended up getting the third pick. That's nice for the Hornets to get, especially after losing Kimball Walker uh, You know, this offseason. They got a nice little squad with Graham and uh, PJ Washington. Yep, and uh, Malik Monk, Two little pieces. Too. Yep. And then... 
for the number two pick, it is actually the Warriors in Minnesota got the number one pick. So, for the number one overall pick, I think that the Timberwolves should draft Anthony Edwards because he fits them better to me than a James Wiseman would, even though I think James Wiseman should go number one. And I think it would fit them better than a LaMelo as well. Only because I still have questions on LaMelo, whether he actually wants to play defense. Anthony Edwards looks ready now. Your thoughts? Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, they have Malik Beasley, a restricted free agent. Right. He, he played well for them. I don't know what they're going to do with them. I mean, Keep obviously, they can uh, sign uh, Edward. I mean, draft Edwards and slide him in there for a cheap contract versus paying Malik Beasley. They can bring, Maybe they sign and trade him. I don't know they what can, they're going to do they with him. They can bring Beasley off the bench, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Or I, don't know, I don't know how much money they're going to make. I don't know what the deal. I have to see what the market's like on him. True. Or start him and, um, you know, then bring in uh, Edwards off the bench at first and then switch that around. But continue. Yeah. Um, they have some holes. Obviously, they have D'Lo and they have Towns. Mm-hmm. As corner pieces, they want to build around. Right. D'Lo is probably better off the ball as a two guard. Right. <laughs> so there is some flexibility if you want to get a point guard there, but it's kind of high for a point guard this mm-hmm. draft, unless you unless you go Lamelo. But then your defense is terrible with D'Lo, Lamelo, and uh, Towns. Mm-hmm. Um, you could go. You know, your favorite Wiseman. Wiseman's there. I don't know how that would work. I mean, if you want to put Towns on the perimeter more. Yeah, I I, I think that would that wouldn't work particularly well. Um with having him and Wiseman. I mean, unless you you know, like you said, push Towns out, make him a power forward. Um but I, I just don't think that would work. Yeah, so I mean, there's some options for them. They could trade down and try to pick up a play some pieces mm-hmm. they could trade whatever and try to bring in a veteran maybe they'll help them win better mm-hmm. versus getting a rookie mm-hmm. I mean there's some options for them to do for sure right um, sitting at that too the Warriors draft Wiseman I mean I, that fits perfectly for them I know they're talking about maybe trading that pick I said why the heck would you want to trade your, your, your pick you have a guy who is seven feet, seven feet one, good hands, good feet work, you know, good footwork. Um, he may not be able to shoot the three right now, but like when y'all are off, y'all can throw it inside to him. Like, give it, you know, I think they need to draft Wiseman. I've been saying that. The fit is there for sure. Obviously, they need a center. Yeah. And why? And did it? And he won't have to be like a franchise player right off the bat. No. You know, he'll be like the fifth option. So all he has to do is rim run, yeah. catch lobs, defend, rebound. Yeah. The only thing with them is they're looking at it as, is this guy going to be ready to be in, like, is he going to be ready to go right away? Is he going to be able to be in a playoff series and be able to hold his own? Or do we need to bring, do we need to make a move? I think. Because we're a contender now. I think, well, number one, I don't think that they are a contender even if they, you know, get them in. I mean, if they do, I, I think they'll be there, but I don't think they're, you know, a lot to go back into the finals. I think 
you have the Lakers, Mavs, Clippers, you know, and even possibly the Nuggets to deal with moving forward, uh, and, and the Rockets maybe. So I don't know if they're necessarily, you know, in that top conversation um, just because of my defensive questions. But, you know, if they were to draft somebody like LaMelo, which they may, you know, some people are saying do, I'm just like, now you have guys, you're going to be able to shoot, but your defense is terrible. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could possibly equate it to the Rockets a little bit, but I would sure up and go with Wiseman because rookie season, I could see him averaging a solid 18 and 12. Woo! 18 and 12? Yeah. Wow. Because if you look at it, they're going to throw him lobs off of, you know, set missed shots. He's going to get boards, you know. And defensive rebounds too. Like he's that athletic. I shoot, he can do. So you think of Wiseman as possibly a a franchise center, like a top center in the league eventually? I I I potentially do. I mean, he's got to add some weight on him. I get that, but he could. I really do see him. You know, possibly doing that. I mean, we look at it. Look at it. He's not okay. He's not like a DeAndre Aiden. DeAndre Aiden. You know, is bigger, you know, wider frame than him. But Aiden averaged, what, 19 and 12 his rookie year? I could see Wiseman doing that. Aiden was a little more offensively polished and coming out. He had a jump shot and he had a He does have a, he did have a jump shot. But Wiseman getting putbacks and, you know, he can has a nice little jump hook and he's just, he can run to the rim and, and catch lobs because Steph and, and Draymond will throw them lobs all day. I could see it, man. Yeah, he's definitely going to have an easy time around all those shooters and playmakers for sure. Yeah. So, and then they're just looking at is he ready? Is he somebody for? Is he somebody in the future that we can build upon? And is he ready right now? Right. Because they're in go mode right now. They're in let's let's try to win now because Steph and Claire are getting older. Their contracts are coming up more. Right. It's just like we need to. We our window is now. Right. So we'll see what they do. If they do trade it, I just don't know. They try to go after Giannis. Uh, I mean, who do you trade, you know, Wiseman for? You know, I, I just, I don't know. It would have to be the pick and probably like Wiggins, right, to get something. Yeah, I forgot about Wiggins is there too. Oh, yeah, get Wiseman because now you have. Eh. Everybody, forget, everybody forgets about Wiggins, honestly. Yeah, and I like Wiggins. <laughs> I, I just forgot that he's there. But, no, I like Wiggins. Curry, Thompson, Wiggins. Wiseman and Draymond is, is a solid starting lineup. And then you got some of the guys that played this year uh, starting, uh, Pascal and, and uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? He's the other kind of stocky dude. Um, I can't think of his name right now. But I know they have Pascal and there's a couple other dudes that started for him this season. I know one of them's like Curry's brother-in-law. Um Oh yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about, but honestly, I wasn't really checking for Golden State. Yeah, I can't <laughs> too <see>. much. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember I can't Pascal. Think of the name, but yeah, but they, they have those guys can be decent off the bench. I would just say that. So they I, also got a trade exception, I think. From was it the Ila Dollar trade or might be they got they got a seventeen million dollar trade exception, so they can do a little bit something with yeah. that. So, um, but. Moving to uh, the third pick of the, uh, excuse me, the Hornets. 
I want to see LaMelo go to the Hornets. Why you LeVar and Jordan? Heck yeah. United? Heck, are we going to get that one-on-one battle? Heck yeah. I want to see it. Let's see LaMelo lead his own team. And it'll also actually be interesting because we all know about, you know, LaMelo, the, the whole team up of possibly LaMelo and, you know, uh, Lonzo. And Lonzo's not playing particularly well with the Pelicans, so they could possibly make a trade, get Lonzo up there to the Hornets, and somehow sign Leangelo. I know I'm speaking way, probably way out of term on this, but hey, they all talk think that they can make it, so let's see. Could we have a Triple B Jordan brand collab? Hey, making that would be interesting. That would really be, I would really be interesting, man. And then who knows, the Pelicans. Stuff doesn't work out there. Zion ends up going out there. I'm, I'm really, I'm really speaking way out there now. But I would be interested to see that in the next few years. You never know how stuff plays out. So I actually like that fit. You know, uh, I like Graham, but I don't want, I don't want the ball in his hands. Uh, right. I like to play him off ball more. Right. Lamelo's obviously going to be a big boomer bust pick. Mm-hmm. He's either going to hit really hard or hit really low. Honestly, I think he's going to hit, but uh, only time is going to tell. But I think that's a good pick. You right. Why not swing for the fences? <clears throat> right. No, I agree. So, um, I want to jump to our Spurs, man. Um, Ooh, here we go. So, you know, I've been raving for uh, Doka Azabuke, or Azabuki from... The Kansas. Kansas. However, he may not even make the first round. Um, yeah, he's projected in the second. He's projected in the second round, even though I think he has. Uh, and they actually have him going to New York, which I would hate. I would hate already have him. the center, though, Mitch yeah. Robinson. I would hate to see him go to New York. And this is just in the mock draft. I still think the Spurs need to draft him. Uh, they have the the Spurs have. Been, is he a, is he a senior? Uh, yes, yeah, I think he is. <clears throat> I think that's what dinged him right. His age and then yeah, he his, had he had a string of injuries. Mm-hmm. So his career. The Spurs have both the eleventh and the 41, 40, 41st pick in this draft. I don't know if he's gonna follow the forty one, and the Spurs really do need help at that center position. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. But um, What do you want for the 11th? For the 11th? Well, right now, they're projected to get uh, Patrick Williams. Uh, he was a, a 19 years old out of Florida State, 6'7". Um, what I like about him is he is athletic. Um, he has pretty good size on him for being 6'7", and he has good wingspan. That's something that we would need. Uh, coming up as an athletic, you know, wing player that can shoot, you know. Um, and he, he, he's overall a pretty good player, um, especially because we don't know what DeMar is going to look like. We like what Keldon Johnson is going to do. I think that's actually not a bad pick for the Spurs. Do you want uh, Do you want DeMar to opt in? Hmm. <clears throat> That's that would be the thing if Demar if we ended up losing Demar because I'm kind of like if he leaves 
at least get a center for him. If he stays, so be it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would bring Williams. I, I, I would draft this kid, Williams. Maybe play him at the three, DeMar at the two, okay? Uh, get Brent Forbes out of there. And then, yeah, he's gone. you know, you would have Murray probably start still. Then you would have White. Mills, Keldon, Walker, you'd have to figure out that mess off the bench. You might have to get rid of one other person, though. Yeah. But I, I don't think they're going to get rid of Patty because um, he's just part of the culture. I mean, if they did, you know. I nah, he's going to be here, probably. He will, he will. I still say get rid of White, but I know he's having Ooh. surgery on his toe. And he did play well for us, don't get me wrong. It's just like I don't know because you have Murray, but White's been He's playing be- better. White's our best player, though. He <sighs> yeah, he was. I will say that, and it's tough because you also have to get Walker some time in there as well. It, it's really going to be tough. Because... You know my feelings. I'm going later, Dejounte Murray. Yeah, I would I would package him and the 11th pick to the Knicks. Try to get the eighth pick. That's just me personally. I don't see. <laughs> Murray's handle isn't great. I wish he'd improve it. His shot is obviously not great. Yeah. His decision making is not great. Yeah. He's coming off an injury, so I gave him a pass on the defense and his explosiveness. Yeah. So, but I just don't see it with him, honestly. I feel you. I would. I mean, he he has a sneaker, uh, a New Balance sneaker deal. He's got Rich Paul as an agent. I would love to see him in New York and try to be try to get all that money and all that stardom you can't get over there. Well, let me ask you this. Would you be interested and you think they would be interested if we traded him not to the Knicks but to the Nets and got like a Dinwiddie or a Levert? Let's see. I would love that. I don't think... Uh... Because... Obviously, I would love Dinwiddie or Levert. Either one be tremendous on the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know what they. I don't know if Murray is something they would want. To be honest with you, I think they could. I think it could work. The problem with that is I don't know. You know, this contract situation and everything. Because Murray, you know, he's been starting. He is a starting point guard. You know, and I, that's why I would say. If we gave them White, they might actually bite on Derek White because he's a little bit more uh, attractive commodity, you know. Um, but is Dinwiddie really an upgrade over White though? Like, is that? Well, he's not a point guard. We... He's 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 more. Oh, you said over White? Uh Like, I think White is. I mean, they're about the I same. Mean, I, I would rather have White. I think defensively, but... Dinwiddie might be a bit of an upgrade. Um, on a more consistent basis, because White only, White started playing better in the bubble. He didn't really have the hottest season leading up to the bubble. That's why I'm kind of. Well, it's because like, we all we didn't really we we just didn't play the players right this year. We and, we're trying to fit in Lamarcus and Demar, and but it, it just wasn't. We didn't have the good rotations, the lineups and stuff like the bubble and everybody getting hurt mm-hmm. forced us to find out what was a true good lineup was for right. us. That's and that's true. obviously, obviously, and I think a lot has to do with it was putting White and starting with the ball with the point guard. True. <clears throat> but I mean, he man. just runs this. He runs the offense better. He, he does. He's a better shooter than Murray. It's just I, better I defender than that. Murray. He's a better shooter than Murray and he's a better shooter than uh, Forbes, you know? So that's why like, 
we, we just come into a problem because we just have too many guards, you know. And getting rid of Murray, I want to see what Lonnie Walker has. Right. I want to see what he's gonna be. Is he gonna be a role pl- a role player for us, like maybe a Patty Mills, mm-hmm. or is he gonna be a starter, or is he gonna be a franchise level player? I need to see what he's gonna be. Right. But the only thing is, right now, if we were to bring him off the bench, you know, Keldon has earned his stripes. Keldon deserves a shot. You know. Yeah. So. If we bring him off the bench, we would have him, Mills, White, Keldon. Like, that's too many. That's that's not a good unit off the bench. We don't got enough big men. We don't have, you know, and we still have Rudy Gay there, so Rudy Gay's got to get his time. Um, Keldon's obviously not going to start. He's, you know, come off the bench. Walker's going to come off the bench. And White, I would love that for those guys to come off the bench. Uh, if that means Patty Mills has to take more of a backseat role, so be it. I don't think they're going to do that because Pop likes him. So, I mean... It's 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 messy. That's why this getting this guy out of Florida State, it, it, although it would be a great pick and I would like it, I just feel like unless we make some moves, we also got to get rid of Bellinelli. Uh, you have Trey Lyles there. I I think he's still gonna he's gonna back up Aldridge off the bench. You know, just, there's just a lot of variables, man. As far as uh, Williams from Florida State, I like that he's from Florida State. They're, they're really preach team defense. They're really good on them about playing defense. So that's why you see him and his teammate, Devin Vessel, so high in the lottery. Um, I like his versatility. I think he's a little less athletic and a little less, like, I've seen on tape guards and forwards blow by him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he's a little, little heavy-footed as far as that. He's more of a, you would obviously want him to be a 3-4, like, hybrid player i don't mm-hmm. know i don't know like as far as guarding the three how he would look but he obviously he could switch between a three and the four i mean as a player um i'm not i'm not i mean he's a great player obviously him and S- sadiq bay i think from out of villanova kind of like the same player almost mm-hmm. um obviously i wanted vessel but i think he's gonna get drafted a lot higher than people think just because he's a three and D, has a great win, wingspan, and he's kind of like what you need in in yeah. the NBA nowadays. Right, they have him going projected going to Washington, but you never know; stuff can switch up. Yeah, everything can happen. Um, mm-hmm. I think a coral honestly is a little rated a little high for me, as far as because the guy really can't shoot. Like you said, who like, who, be, who was it? Uh, coral, uh, Isaac Coral from uh, Auburn. They have him ranked pretty oh, high. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Honestly, I think I think honestly I might think he might drop because of his shooting. Like it's a real issue because his his free throw numbers and his three point numbers are not good, and they haven't been pretty much his whole career since high school. Mm. So he's an explosive wing, obviously at six six. He's he's almost reminds me of a Keldon as far as worth it, worth it, work ethic mm. and like drive and intensity. Mm. Just a little more athletic than Keldon is. Mm-hmm. But obviously his shot is really, uh, really needs work. But we have Chip England, so if he falls to us, then I would jump on it. Yeah. And then another prospect that I like, but he's like lower in the draft, is uh, Tyler Bay from Colorado. Mm-hmm. I just I he's just uh, saw him. he reminds me of uh, Sean Marion, to be honest with you. He's really a very athletic player, very raw player, mm-hmm. has crazy and me- measurables as far as wingspan, hand size, and stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. And I think he's just very raw, and I think he'd be a great pickup too. But that's if we were to trade down or something. Right. Or trade up from our second round yeah. pick. Right, right, right. Yeah, man, we, we will see um, you know, how that But we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Uh, draft is October the 16th. So, uh, everybody look out for that. Uh, we'll draft see. show coming soon. Yeah, draft show coming soon. We'll see how that goes, and uh, we'll see how LaMelo and even RJ Hampton uh, does in the league. Who's your favorite project oh, other than Wiseman in the draft? <clears throat> other than Wiseman, I would look out for a Cole Anthony um, coming out of North Carolina. He, you know, he was hurt. Um and that kind of cut his college career, you know, a little short. Uh, but Cole Anthony is still an explosive player. He's projected to go to Philly um, at the 21st pick. Uh, that may actually get traded, um, so I don't know. But Cole Anthony is going to make some team really, really good. He may start off as a bench player, but when they see his explosiveness and him drop about you know, 15, 17 points off the bench to help a team, he'll he'll start, you know, to become a, a I'll say more more than just a role player in the NBA. So I would definitely have to say Cole Anthony, man. Good pickup, good pickup. Yeah. So but uh we will be right back. Uh touch on a couple other things, so check out the next song for we got and we'll be right back. Dusty number 20 by Taku. Another cool jam. Uh, check it out. Check him out. Uh, he's on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, I believe some stuff on Apple Music too. Really, really cool, man. But getting back into the last little NBA stuff, um, we had some NBA awards. Uh, Nick Nurse uh, ended up winning Coach of the Year. Over Billy Donovan and uh, Mike Budenholzer. Budenholzer. So, congrats to Nick Nurse. Uh, really did well leading the Raptors to the second seed in the East after losing Kawhi Leonard. A lot of people thought they were done. So, it was good for him. Um, we have sixth man of the year. Uh, still need to be announced between Montrez Harrell, Dennis Schroeder, and Lou Williams. Uh, ugh. I might have Harold with that one, man. Harold or Think Schreuder. so? Harold or Schroeder. We'll see. You? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd probably take Schroeder. Uh, Harold's, yeah. I mean, either one. I can't really gripe about either one. Mm-hmm. Um, for Rookie of the Year, Morant, Nunn, or Williamson, I'm probably I'm going to go with Morant. Even though Williamson came back and played well, Morant was more consistent. He played the whole year. Definitely, Morant played. Time barely played, and Morant. It's not like he was any slouch. I mean, he really held it down for, right. for the, the Grizzlies. Right. 
And then for MVP, you have Giannis, Harden, or LeBron. Ah, man, I honestly, I want LeBron to win it, but I think they're going to give it to Giannis. Yeah, I mean, LeBron has AD. They're going to deduct some points for that. Harden, you know, he's not. I mean, the Bucks are a number one seed versus the, the Rockets, you know, the fourth seed. Mm-hmm. So they'll yeah. probably get to Giannis again. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the teams, <clears throat> Giannis is. If they, you take Harden off from the Rockets, they have enough shooters and stuff, I think, especially with Westbrook there, to still be a playoff team. You take LeBron off the Lakers, they still have AD. You take Giannis off the Bucks. I don't know if they make the playoffs. Yeah, it's pretty rough after after you take off Giannis. Yeah, really, really is. So, but uh, I want to talk, get into talking about a situation that happened um, that was released um, a couple days ago. So back in 2019, after the Raptors won the championship. Uh, Masai Ujiri came on to the court to, you know, celebrate with the team. And there was a cop that pushed him back when he was trying to get on the court. And so Ujiri said, hey, I'm the president of the Raptors. And the cop still pushed him back. And then you see Masai kind of get upset and try to, you know, push back. So... The body cam was finally released uh, from Masai's uh, group, and apparently the, uh, the the finals, the last finals game, was in California, uh, in San Francisco. The San Francisco Police Department apparently tried to lie and say Masai was the aggressor, and you know the cop wanted some grievances and. You know, medical bills and claims and all this other, you know, lame stuff, you know. And to me, well, I'm going to let you go first, Greg. What do you, what did you think of the whole situation, man? I mean, it's ridiculous, to be honest with you. Um, after the, the fact that they wanted to press charges on Masai and they were going to try and press charges and the officer was suing because for medical bills and stress and all these things. And then when you see the actual videotape of what happened interaction, it's obviously the cop was in the wrong. He was the aggressor. He was very aggressive and violent with Masai by pushing him not only once, but twice, you know, and he, the recount of the story doesn't make sense at all from his part. And honestly, it's pretty disgusting and, it's just a sad reminder of what we're going through right now with the cops and everything. And it's just like, it's scary because if we don't, if he didn't, if they, if he didn't have videotape of what happened, you know, obviously he'd be sued and he'd maybe lose his job or whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it's really scary out there for every, not only him, but for all of us. I mean, yeah, if we don't have videotape and it's our word against the cops and obviously, you know, we've seen, what happens? The cops always get off, and always their word is always taken over us. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm gonna put it down. I'm gonna put it like this. <clears throat> you know, being an African American, being an African American male, um, you know, it's it's just like this. It's hard enough out here, you know, for 
people who aren't in the you know executive spot that Masai is, you know, but this guy is in a top executive spot and yet he's getting treated poorly by, you know, police official. And you wonder why, you know, a lot of African Americans get upset at, you know, the police, you know? And it's not to say that all police are bad because I don't believe all police are bad. But it's just like, yo, what the heck are you doing? Like, this is a a man who is in a suit, okay? He's not dressed in some street clothes like some random, you know, guy trying to get on the court, all right? So that should have tipped you off in the first place. But secondly, you push him the first time, all right, which is egregious enough already. He says, yo, I'm the president of the Raptors, pulls out his stuff, and then you push him again? Like, come on, man. And I know there's some people out there that may say, well, that guy, that police officer is just a jerk but and being an opportunist. Man, I guarantee you, that if that, if Masai was, was, you know, white, I don't think he would have had a problem with it. And people would say, well, you can say that, but you don't really know. No, as an African-American, and as I'm sure a lot of other brothers and sisters would agree with me, we know. We don't have to, you know, get the facts and all this stuff. No, I'm pretty sure we know this is exactly how it is. And I'm not saying that everybody is like that. I'm not saying everybody's like that at all. Because that would be poor judgment of me saying that, well, you know, all white police are, are racist. That's not what I'm saying. But it is tougher out here for, you know, African-American folk. And this is something that we just have to watch every single day, unfortunately, you know. So it's just kind of like, yo, Masai should not have been treated the way he was. Um, he should be issued an apology. And then on top of that, the police tried to lie on him? It was just, it, it was bad, man. It was really, really bad. And a lot of these, you know, a lot of other African Americans don't get, you know, the opportunity to have the resources to fight back, like, you know, like Masai was, you know? And a lot of them, you know, just get in situations where stuff just goes you know, unnoticed or it's left off or, you know, they're wrongly, you know, convicted. And this is just the world that we live into, you know. People have to wake up if they think it's not. I would love to say, I don't think, you know, I would love to say I can just judge a man on his character and not on his skin color and then leave it at that. But that is just not the case. That is not the case. And this is exactly, you know, what we're fighting for. You know, this is exactly what, you know, the NBA players, uh, you know, LeBron, uh, you know, uh, uh, Dwayne Wade's, uh, you know, NFL players, you know, that are kneeling Kaepernick. This is exactly what we're talking about. And just instances like that, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm upset. Um, you know, I'm glad that, uh, you know, nothing happened to Masai. Um, I'm glad that he was able to come out and talk his truth. But... You know, this is stuff that needs to be taken care of, man. It really, really does. Uh, very, very upsetting, man. So. Agreed, agreed. I mean, it's it's disgusting to see 
it's sad that we're going through what we're going through, but it needs to be addressed. The issue needs to be addressed. And it, people need to be held accountable, especially people like cops that are in the position that they are in positions of. And this is ridiculous. I mean, we need to progress in society. We need to move past. And we need to start making changes. Yeah. Yeah, Because, I mean, if you have, like I said, an African-American man who was, you know, dressed in a suit and is a top official get treated like that, any African-American can get treated like that. Any. I don't care... You know, people say, oh, no, it's not true. Yeah, it is true. So that's the ugly truth. But little by little, I think we'll make progress from this. But, you know, this is this is definitely uh, definitely a setback for sure. So, but, um, you know, moving on, moving on from that, um, you know, I want to, I do want to get into uh, a bit of some NFL conversations. Um, well, actually, before I get into some NFL conversations, I, I do want to talk about some college um, football. And I want to ask your opinion on that, uh, Greg. Right now, two of the uh, five power five conferences have you know, cancel the season or they may try to move it to the spring to play. What do you think they should do? Um, do you think that all of the conferences should cancel the season or do you think that they should push forward with having a season? Because right now the Big 12, the ACC and the SEC are still planning to have a season, but the Pac-12 and the Big 10 have canceled the seasons. I would due to, like due to the virus. Yeah, I would like them to err on the side of caution for the student athletes, obviously, to cancel the season. They they don't they football can't the college football doesn't know how to take care of you know obviously put in certain safety precautions, testing everything that's necessary to keep you know these student athletes safe. And I just at the end of the day, it's just I don't see the point of really playing like. Why, why risk it? You know, you have some over, you know, some of the linemen are over 300 pounds. You have, you know, some of the football players have certain, you know, ailments, asthma, different things that makes them susceptible to the virus. I just don't see why. I understand the kids want to play and they, you know, they want to play football and stuff. I just, I feel like we should err on the side of caution, honestly. I agree. Um, I, I know Trevor Lawrence came out and said, well, I would rather play because, you know, the students and whatnot may not have a good, um, you know, if they go back home, it may be in a worse situation, you know, than being on campus. Um, You know, they may not have the resources to feel safe and whatnot. My response to that is, okay, but if you're playing, you're going to be in contact with a lot of people. And it's just like, that's not good either you know because what are you going to do are you going to have yourself in a bubble type situation because we've seen what happens with the mlb you know they it's a, a whole debacle what's going on with them and then with the nfl starting too like i don't like the fact that the nfl is going to start up as well i mean it's just it's it's messy it really really is messy man 
Um, I understand. It's going to be interesting what's going to happen, too. I mean, obviously, you can tell that regionally, the down south where football, you know, is considered, you know, religion. Right. They're obviously trying to push forward, and they're saying, well, we're not going to cancel, you know. Right. We don't care. We we need the money. We need to, we need to play football for all the excuses. Don't, you know, whatever they're going to come up with, they want to play and they're going to play probably. So then what do you, what are the other two conferences that already did cancel? What are they going to do? Right. You know, are they going to, are they going to shift conferences and move over? Are they going to move, you know, get out of their conference and move over? Is this the end of possibly, you know, the NCAA, you know, controlling things? I mean, there's, there's some, weird ramifications from this going to happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, You know, like you said, down south, you know, it's like religion. Um, You know, the Alabamas, you know, the LSUs, um, you know, UT gets a lot of their money, you know, some of the, you know, a lot of the college towns are losing out and then Especially moving forward past, you know, college uh, football. Let's say there's no college basketball. You know, they already lost the NCAA tournament. They can't take another hit with that because you already have a lot of kids going overseas. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, dang, I don't, I don't really know, you know, where you go from here because it's just, it's, it's really, really bad. Um, if this virus was under control. I would say fine, but it's just not under control. And having more, you know, kids possibly going back uh, to um, to campus, being around each other, um, you know, hopefully they're wearing masks. Like, you know, it just it's just risk for spread, man. And that can all be eliminated if you know we just keep that that social distancing up. So. I don't know, man. I really, really don't. It's just. Yeah, it's going to be weird to see what happens. I mean, obviously, you know, like the SEC is going to push through. You know, they're going to, they'll they'll play themselves if they need to. Right. I mean, so I don't, I mean, and if you have a couple of conferences or a couple of teams playing and you're not allowing the other conferences to play, they're going to be like, well, we're not going to sit back and just take the seasons off. You know, we're going to go ahead and play too. Right. I'm kind of of the mindset, like, why don't y'all play? Look, look, I understand they're like, we don't want to play spring football because we may not have our top guys playing this and that. I, I get that. I'm kind of the mindset of, hey, play spring football, right? You may not have your top guys, but then keep it for football just specifically in the spring so you have it all year round. You'll have some type of football all year round. Let the NFL play out. You know, in uh, the later months, and do college football in the spring. I think that could work. Me, you know, particularly thinking. Um, I understand that you would have the NCAA tournament going on at the same time, and March Madness and stuff would get kind of deep in there as well. But I'm just like, hey, you know, have those games because you're still gonna have a lot of people going to those college football games, especially because you're not gonna have your team's playing home games, you know, they're going to be most of their family and whatnot for for college basketball playing, you know, at set locations for the tournament. So I'm just like, hey, spring football could end up working. I mean, you want to make the argument, oh, it's too hot in some places or whatever. Okay, maybe, sure. But 
I think it could work, man. So, yeah, I would, I'd rather have that than try to force it right now, to be honest with you. Yeah. But uh, final verdict, what do you think? They're going to play the season? I think that some of the teams will. Um, I just don't know, um, you know, to what degree um, that they'll play or not. I just don't know, man. So... I'm saying they're gonna play. Yeah, I, I have a feeling they're just not gonna care, and they're just gonna be like, "Well, yeah, I, we'll take the risk, whatever." Right. I just don't know if they'll, you know, end up, um, you know, shutting down or not. I mean, you know, I, I don't. They'll be forced to shut down. So, uh, we'll see. But um, to be to be announced. Yeah, TVA man, TVA. Um, but I will say that the for the the conferences that aren't playing and you know potentially will play in the spring, it'll be kind of like a JV season because you're not gonna have your best guys. So, I mean, hey, it kind of is what it is with that. I mean, they're playing it smart. I understand guys will be upset, but hey, think about your future rather than right now. That's all it's I'm hard saying. for 18, 19-year-olds. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. To think towards the future, but I feel—I mean, I feel empathy for for them. You know, it's not something I would wish on them or trying to be cruel and telling them they have to shut down and stuff like that. Yeah, at all. It's just—it's just for the benefit, safety of them and everybody else around. You know. Yeah. Plus, you're not getting paid for this either. I would want to save myself yeah. to be paid by the NFL later on, which a lot of these guys are going to. And that's one thing I would like them to, you know, the, how they, how Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence came out and they were like, well, we all want to play and we're all fine. These, you know, these, uh, uh, stick are having our signatures and all these uh, documents to play. Right. Mm-hmm. I would like them to join together and say, Hey, we want to get paid. Yeah. They could easily we're all, start. We a- all, we're not going to play until we get paid. Yeah, they could easily start a players union around the country, man. <clears throat> We want to make money off our likeness. We want to make. We want to be able to have our YouTube channels and make money. We want to be able to get endorsements. Yeah, it's the American way. For Let's real. do it. It really, really is. So we will see. Um, switching over topics real quickly before we go to our break, um, we have the Champions League finals is going to take place. Uh, Tomorrow, actually, it was Sunday. Uh, it'll be PSG versus Bayern Munich. Um, PSG ended up beating. Um, who did they beat? <laughs> well, I'll say Bayern ended up beating. Oh, PSG beat uh, Le- Leipzig. I can't pronounce their name. Uh, by a score. <clears throat> You know, it was three, three zero, and Leipzig. I mean, excuse me. Uh, Bayern beat uh, Leon three to zero. So they'll match up in the finals. Um, for that one, I think Bayern will win. I think they're the stronger team. Uh, PSG. Are the favorites? Yeah, they are the favorites to win it all. Um, P- PSG will put up a fight. I think Bayern will pull off that one. 
by a score of probably three to one. I'm gonna say three to one. Do I need to put money on three to one? Do they tell me? Do I need to lock it down, Marky? Do I need to lock it down? I mean, maybe. I mean, the way Lewandowski is playing and Nabry, it's just tough. It's too tough for Mbappe, who's still hindered by that injury. Uh, Di Maria and you know Neymar, they're good, but I just don't think they can match such a hot squad from Munich. So I would say three one Munich, bro. All right, I'm locking it in. <laughs> lock it in, lock it in, man. Well, Marshall's lock of the week. <laughs> right, but we will be right back and. Uh, check out this last song we got for you, and we'll be right back. And we are back. Y'all just heard... Dusty number seven by Taku. Nice little, another cool jam from Motown Oldies. Uh, I want to know if y'all recognize that song um, in there, because I do know it. Um, if y'all do, hit me up on my social media, MarshallBest14 Twitter or CoolBestM2 on IG and let me know if y'all recognize it. But getting into... <clears throat> A little bit of NFL news. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. In particular, the rest of the Madden uh, countdown. You know, we've been doing this thing. It's been a little fun, you know, doing the Madden countdown. So we're going to start off with the top cornerbacks in Madden 21. So number one, we got Stephon uh, Gilmore at a 99 rating. And we have Jalen Ramsey. Of course, of course. Yep. We have Jalen Ramsey at a 94. Richard Sherman at a 92. Uh, Jair Alexander at a 90. Tredavious White at a 90. Marlon Humphrey, number six, at 89. Number seven, Casey Hayward Jr., 89. Number eight, Byron Jones, 88. Number nine, Darius Slay, 88. And number 10, Patrick Peterson, 88. Uh, any... Uh, Anything you would change, or you like the list? Mm, would I change anything? <sighs> no, I don't think so. Everything sounds about right. Yeah, I think, I think they got uh, everything about right. Peterson really dropped for me. Um, <clears throat> you know, Patrick <clears throat> Pete. Yeah, and. Sherman, uh, Sherman's still good. Too high, right? Yeah, I almost want to say, man. They got burnt toast a couple times. For in the real, he really, really did. <clears throat> and 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 Byron Jones, uh, like a cowboy. He's still with the That's Cowboys. That's our guy, Marshall. But a cowboy in the top. Well, he's a Miami Dolphin now. Oh, he is a Miami Dolphin now, right? Okay, I apologize. But I still got love for Byron. I wish we would have kept him. Yeah. 
everybody was always mad because he never had turnovers. Yeah, but no one ever threw on him either. Like he, yeah, he did his job. Like he doesn't, he wasn't a turnover king or anything. He just, but he did his. He was a solid, did his job corner. That's true. So I, let me say, Byron Jones, a former cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, people. But uh, where's Marshawn Lattimore? I didn't hear. Yeah. Chris. Uh, Chris Harris. Yeah, neither one of them was in there, man. Uh, Xavier and Howard. <clears throat> nope. Man. Um, I have to look them up to see what their rankings are right now. I don't. I don't specifically know. Um, let me see. Oops. Glad Patrick Peterson is still up there, though. Right. Still holding it down. Right. I wonder how much longer he has. Uh, I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. Um, if he ever gets out of Arizona, maybe maybe another. Two, three years, maybe. Yeah. But uh, or he can always move the safety. That, I wonder if he'll make that move the safety. That's true. Marshawn Lattimore ranked at eighty six. Ooh. Yeah. So he was, he was just eighty eight. Yeah, he was just outside that top. Um. But yeah. We will see. I like the Miami Dolphins. They have Byron Jones, and now they have uh, Xavier and Howard, too. They're going to be the last corner set. Mm-hmm. But no real gripes. They all seem pretty well uh, rated. Mm, I agree. I agree. Um, moving over to the top safeties. Uh, number one, we have Harrison Smith. Number two, Tyron Matthew. Number three, Jamal Adams. Number four, Devin McCurdy. Number five, Kevin Bayard. Number six, Justin Simmons. Number seven, Derwin James Jr. Number eight, Eddie Jackson. Number nine, Micah Hyde. Number ten, Earl Thomas III. Thoughts? Oh, that's solid, solid. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything glaring that sticks out that I'm like, eh. Yeah, so far, the fences, they've, they've, been, they've been okay. They have been okay. Um, Wait, did they mention uh, Minka Fitzpatrick? Uh, no, let me look him up. That, thank you for reminding me on his name. Uh, he was a big pickup for the Steelers. I thought he did play really well. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick was in '87. So he was just outside of that top ten. I think I would have put him in the top ten somewhere, maybe. Mm-hmm. Who would you have taken out? Oof, that's a tough part. Shout to the Honey Badger, though. Right. I mean, hey, so, he, he's shoes. He found his way. They're playing well. It's a special, special guy. He's always been a special playmaking kind of guy. Yeah. I'm happy he made a transition and is able to be a force still. Yeah. I agree, I agree. Um but other than that, pretty pretty solid. Pretty solid. Ooh. Um, what do you think? Earl Thomas gonna be a Raven still? Huh. 
Man, I don't know. He's racking it up. He's racking up the offseason. He really, really was. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I, I think he'll be okay. Uh, just a little tension going on now, but I think he'll be okay. If not, you know. Come the Cowboys. Hey, might look good in the Cowboys uniform. You never know. Right. So. Wouldn't mind it. Wouldn't mind it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but the final uh, list that we have is the top pass rushers. Okay. Number one, the 99, Aaron Donald. Well deserved. Oof. Man's a beast. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's a man amongst boys. Absolutely. Uh, number two, JJ Watt. I knew it. I knew <sighs> it would put JJ Watt. I knew it. <laughs> They just love J.J. Watt. Yeah, I don't know. Number three, Khalil Mack. Number four, Von Miller. Number five, Fletcher Cox at 95. Let me start over. Aaron Donald at 99, number one. Number two, J.J. Watt, 98. Number three, Khalil Mack, 97. Number four, Von Miller at 97. Number five, Fletcher Cox at a 96. Number six, Cam Jordan at a 96. Number seven, Chandler Jones at a 95. Number eight, Calais Campbell at a 95. Number nine, Miles Garrett at a 93. And number 10, Chris Jones at a 92. Go ahead. Let me hear that list, man. Ah, man. Where was, uh, who was number, uh, I think Chandler Jones should be higher, to be honest with you. Hmm. What do you think he would be? I got to throw up there. I mean, didn't lead, he lead the league in sacks last year? Or he was pretty close. And you said you said Cameron uh, Jordan? No, uh, Chandler Jones. Oh, Chandler, excuse me, Chandler Jones. Uh... I'm actually happy for Cam, uh, the Saints' the DN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's usually, he's usually overlooked a lot. Right, right. I, I agree. Um, just because that that defense, um, it wasn't the best defense, but it wasn't because of his fault. Yeah, he does a job. Man. He's a really good player. He's a really solid player. Yeah. There's no, he doesn't get the mention in that. And neither does Chandler Jones, man. Chandler Jones, you like forget like he lead probably left. I think he led the league in sacks last year. To be honest with you. Uh, I'm looking at right now. Uh, he had 19 sacks last year. Yeah, you just don't really hear anything. You're like, ah, oh, all right. But it's just he plays for a bad team. Yeah, just just no recognition. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. that's the only thing. I'd probably just put him a little higher. Yeah. What do you, what do you think, JJ Watt? What, what oh, do you yeah. think about him? I'm, being I'm upset. Two? I'm upset with that, JJ Watt. Wow, what's what's, what's I, I the issue? I think he's too high. Too high? Yeah, I think he should be below Khalil Mack. I mean, the guy gets injured a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, of, of course, you want to use injuries, you know, put injuries against them. But it's just like, damn, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's they they love him some JJ Watt, man, Captain America, JJ Watt. Yeah. They they give him him and Gronk, right? They get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Just that. I mean, don't get me wrong. They have a body of work that 
obviously they've been a great player, but you know, let's also keep it you know a little more realistic and they're a little fading in their career now. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I drop I drop DJ Watt a little bit for yeah. sure. He definitely goes below Kalume. I think Von Miller is actually a little bit too high too. Mm-hmm. I think I might throw him below Fletcher and maybe Cam Jordan. Yeah. What do you think about Miles Garrett? Overrated, underrated, properly rated? Uh, I think he's about right. If you want to knock off a point for stupidity, sure. <laughs> <laughs> little helmet swing here and there. Yeah. So, he, I mean, uh, he, sh- he should be coming up on the come up. Yeah, I mean, he got that contract. Yeah. He's a, a beast, freak of nature kind of player. Just crazy athlete. Right. So, but other than that, not a bad, not a bad, um, not a bad list for sure. I don't have any gripes either. They got the defense pretty well. Yeah, they did. Except- I'm always going to gripe about Richard Sherman a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Or J.J. Watt. I feel you. I, I definitely understand. I feel you on that one. Um, <clears throat> last couple of things. Uh, we want to... Um, a little housekeeping. What do we got? Yeah, a little, <laughs> a little housekeeping is perfect. First of all, I want to congratulate uh, Jason Wright for becoming the first black president of an NFL team with the Washington football team. I mean, you know, you can say they kind of had to do it, but they didn't. Have, you know, they, they you can say they ha- kind of had to do it because of everything that's going on with them, but at the same time, they really didn't. So the fact that he got the opportunity is a good opportunity. I think he'll do great things moving forward with them. And I hope he has a you know a, a long career moving his way up in the chains for sure. You know, I mean that's that's a great honor right there. Um, then we also have the uh, first black president in NASCAR history, uh, named Eric Moses. He's the head of the Nashville Super Speedway. I mean that's really big within itself. NASCAR is really they're really amazing. Can you imagine NASCAR if we would mention that? couple years ago right they were still having the confederate flag yeah man (laughs) they are really making some changes you know um whether they're trying to ride the wave of you know uh blm whatever regardless they're making some changes so you know that that's good positive changes are positive changes right yeah exactly so time um, to progress time to progress guys I absolutely, I absolutely agree with you, man. So that's that's another good one. Um, Os- uh, Oscar De La Hoya has announced that he will be returning to the ring. He is 47 years old. Oh, no. Here we go. What are we going to get? <laughs> is he going to be on that Tyson card with Roy Jones? I don't, I don't <laughs> know, man. This is like... Triple threat match? Roy Jones, Tyson versus De La Hoya? Maybe, man. I, I don't know. It's just, it, 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 another, it's another Mayweather, Mayweather coming out of retirement too. Shoot, maybe, man. You never. They're all come. They're all coming out of the woodworks now. For real, for real, man. You really, 
never know, honestly. So, does he have an opponent or anything, or are you just making the announcement he's coming out? Uh, he just made the announcement that he's coming out. <clears throat> I wonder if he's gonna fight. Don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. We will see. Um, and some other soccer news. Uh, Andrea Pirlo uh, is named the manager of Juventus after they sacked their own after they sacked their old manager Maurizio Sarri. Um, that's a good that's a good hire for them. Um, we'll have Damo and Debo break that down a little bit uh, coming up. Also, um, nine Barcelona. Uh, B-team players were included in their Champions League squad. Uh, this is when they back when they played Napoli, including 19-year-old American Conrad De La Fuente. Um, it's good to see some young American players getting an opportunity to get some time because the, the, the state of U.S. soccer is bad. <laughs> Terrible. State, yeah. Terrible. So we're hoping that that'll change. Um do you ever see us being a threat in soccer and male, male soccer? Not unless we change the way our, our playing style because we we train our guys too much like football players. We have too many hefty guys. We don't have a lot of fast, quick guys that can, you know, last, you know, long in, in, in games. You know, we have a lot of guys, when we watch American soccer, our guys are tired here right, you know, by the 50th, 60th minute, you know, especially on the defensive end, so... Not unless something changes, man. So we'll see. We'll see moving forward. That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a no. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least we got women's soccer, right? Yeah. No, they've been doing good. Uh, baseball news. Uh, the two uh, pitchers, Mike Clevenger and Zach Plesic of the Cleveland uh, Indians, were sent home for breaking protocol. They snuck out. Uh of the team hotel to go out on the nightlife and they try to come back in, you know, without being noticed. So they got sent home. Dumb. Busted. <laughs> yeah, really, really dumb um, on that part. Um, Tom Brenaham, uh, Reds broadcaster, uh, got suspended after using a homophobic slur on air. Oh my God, this is wild. <laughs> yeah. He didn't think that they were on air, and he said something that he shouldn't have, and uh, got him so suspended. Do I think he should lose his job? No. Uh, suspension, definitely heavy suspension. Um, he did apologize, sounded contrite. I, you know, it was a mistake. You got to take, you know, learn from the consequences, or I mean, learn, uh, deal with the consequences, and learn from your mistakes. So, you gotta go, man. You gotta go. It's yeah. Not tolerable. Not, not tolerable. Something that should be tolerated. Something, yeah, I agree. So that'll definitely. Um, it was know. crazy seeing him apologize during the game. Yeah. And then, like in between, like calling a home run and stuff. I was like, whoa. Yeah, man. It was wild. Yeah, it was just, it was really really wild. Um, I had one more thing <clears throat> I wanted to say. <clears throat> uh, Finish up with a banger. Finish up with a banger. <clears throat> Sevilla played um, excuse me Sevilla played in the Europa League against 
Inter Milan, and they beat them three to two in the Europa League final, which is right under the Champions League. Uh, so, 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 excuse me. Congrats to Sevilla um, on that. I believe they automatically get an opportunity to play in the Champions League next year. So that'll be uh, interesting. So, but I think that will do it, man. We covered a lot of stuff today. We really, really did. Um, it was a lot we of fun. We went through it. We went through it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you, Greg, for you know stepping in, man. No, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Always good to talk yeah. sports with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, guys, y'all can always follow us on Breaker. You can follow us on uh, Google Podcasts. You can follow us on, or I mean, you can listen, tune in on Breaker, Google Podcasts. Um, I'm in a blank right now. Radio Public, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. That's under Stats VS Fact Sports Talk. Again, Stats VS Sports Talk. If you don't have that VS, you're probably listening to some BS. <laughs> And, listen and share. Yeah, listen, like you share. Uh, follow me on IG Cool Best M Two, uh, Twitter Marshall Best Fourteen. We can chop it up. Uh, IG page will be coming soon, guys. Will be coming soon. You can follow my man Greg at. Follow me on Twitter at Not Impressed Two and and or you could follow me. At nowhere else, so <laughs> that's it. <laughs> there you go, there you go, and uh, follow my other guys, Swish and Sakaso, Instagram, Twitter. Follow his music, uh, Hefe Pioneer. Follow my man Brooklyn Hefe Pioneer. Uh, I think it's Hefe Pioneer on Twitter and Instagram, and also follow my man on Twitter, EA underscore All Bucks. My man EA at EA underscore All Bucks. <laughs> Uh, I'll have some music. Check them out, man. They got some cool stuff, too. But that'll do it for this episode. Y'all stay safe. Wear a mask or else it will get your ass. And we'll catch y'all next time on that Stats versus Facts. Hey, Stats versus Facts. Hey, you know where we at on the Stats versus Facts. Yeah, my boy. Hello, Blackie Black. Stats versus Facts. And you might get smacked by them Stats versus Facts. Hey, Hey. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace.